There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! Where do we start? Since we last saw you both, we've had the Old Firm Derby, the Glasgow Derby at the weekend. Um, Callum McGregor's speaking about that in a moment or two. What's going to happen? Rangers, the rebuild continues. But Craig, it must give them, not getting carried away with it, but yeah. how do you feel after the weekend? I look, obviously, as a Rangers supporter, it was fantastic that they could finally go and, and, and get a win over, over Celtic. I think it was important for a, a takeaway for the end of the season. Uh, I think you'll still get a lot of people and, and probably myself included to say that um, as much as it was a, a fantastic win, um, the pressure, uh, the, it wasn't a pressure match in regards to the, you know nothing being at, at stake apart from the rivalry. But look, positive, positive signs. I thought there were some players that come in and, and, and had really, really good performances. McCrory showed that um, there's no reason why he couldn't go on and be a, a number one at, at Rangers. Uh, Cantwell, I, th- I thought, was all over the place. Uh, I think that not only with the ball, but he also done an excellent job in in stopping Callum McGregor. And we know how important Andy Callum McGregor is in regards to when Celtic are on top of games. Yeah, it's not often I see the likes of O'Reilly McGregor, Hatati outplayed, but I thought they were at the weekend. A 3-0 uh, win for Rangers. I thought it was pretty much a fair reflection on how the, uh, the game went. And uh, I would include Raskan in that. I thought mm. he was terrific. Cantwell, I think, he caught all the headlines because of his goal and his his uh, overall performance. I think you'd give Matondo another shot at it just to see what he can do. Um, Sakala scored a good goal, took it well, uh, was was threatening. And I, I think it's really interesting to see what Rangers will do with McCrory because, for me, he's been given an opportunity and he's taken it. He's shown that he's capable of of playing in front of a big crowd, in front of a, you know, a bit of pressure, a big atmosphere, and I thought he handled it really well. Most of the things that he did were were first class. And I, and I think, sorry, Paul, I think yep. that one one of the things as well in regards to uh, you know when you're looking to press, I mean, Rangers showed good energy legs, which clearly you need to be able to compete against Celtic and that means that you're quite advanced at times and playing high up the pitch so anything that did go longer and got in behind Rangers defence McCrory's positioning and sensing that danger I thought was was excellent so that's something outside of you know the presence the saves and all that so he, he done a really good job and certainly put himself in a position where Do you still think Rangers will spend a good bit of money on a more experienced keeper? Like uh, Jack Butland. Yeah, well, I see Man United the, yeah. might want to keep him, but that's a great point. He'd yeah. be big bucks yeah. in terms of the wages. In terms of the salary, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I, w- I would imagine now McCrory's certainly um, throwing an interesting mm-hmm. um, curveball, let's say, yeah. in regards to, you know, if Rangers were thinking that they've got to go out and spend serious, serious money on a goalkeeper. Well, what if you were the new director of football, what would oh, you say? Oh, come about, on, what Andy. Would, great, <laughs> question. <laughs> great question. Great question. Great <laughs> question. 
Uh, look, I mean, look, McCrory's yeah. at a—he's at a great age. He's twenty-three years of age. I believe you know he, he can uh, certainly go on and um, and look as if he can grow and play for a number of years. He would be a wonderful asset for the the football club because each game just continues to to add value. Uh, but the, the club, you know, will be looking at two very, very strong um, profiles for every single well, position. You, you, you played with Alan McGregor. I mean, yes. he started uh, young. I know he went out on yeah. loan yeah. Uh, for a yeah. while. But you, you, I think the thing I'm trying to say is you need any young player in Scotland, especially for the big clubs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you need an opportunity. And if you're given it, it, it looks to me as though he's taken it and deserves a, a right good hit at yeah. it. And no. not, not just between now and the end of the season. What about Jose Cifuentes? He's on the back pages yeah. today. Ecuadorian, could you see him coming to Rangers? I mean, we don't know just now, but there's, they're giving it big licks today on the back page of the, the Sun here, for example. Uh, what do you think? 24-year-old in the MLS, MLS contract to Los Angeles? Yes, yeah. expires, uh, I believe, at the end of this season. Look, mm. I have seen a, a few... December. Uh, M- M- yeah, sorry, end sure. of the year. Um, MLS, I have seen a few games, Paul, mm. uh, in terms of the, the standard. Um, you know, and, and it's... For me, is a, is a, is a decent level, and players have shown that going from the MLS to, to different uh, and top leagues throughout the world. Have, have is been, it as good as Scotland? Sorry, it's a, are <clears throat> we are we as good as them? Would you say? Yeah, of course. But the thing is, in in, in the MLS in America, in particular, is the the time of the kickoffs, the weather conditions, the these other kind of factors that maybe we we don't experience so much here. Uh, in in Scotland, so look interesting. Any any play yeah. that I think is coming to to that stage where they're not too long left of their contract, they're doing well elsewhere. Very good age. Uh, look, Rangers have been linked to a lot of players. And f- for Celtic, Dermot Desmond's been in town, Andy. So yeah. has he been on the blower, the principal shareholder, <laughs> billionaire owner? I know the circles yeah. you move in. No, no, no one at Celtic would ever be on the blower to me unless it's to give me a row. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting when you see the top man in town. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Ange Postacoglu will be wanting to know what's happening yeah. in the summer with regard to uh, comings and goings. Yeah. I, I'd imagine one or two Celtic players might attract a bit of interest. And as we know from recent years, uh, Celtic are always a club that want to do business if they can, um, if they can make a profit on any player. So uh, I, I think the big thing is Celtic want to stay strong. They want to make a better impact in the Champions League. I think that would help the players. It would obviously help the manager, and uh, it would help raise Celtic's profile in Europe, which has been maybe been lacking for a couple sure. of seasons. You don't hear much from him at all. He's always been that way, hasn't he? He occasionally does an interview maybe for Celtic or one of the UK papers might mm. get him. Um, at Rangers, James Bisgrove's in town. We yep. start us officially, but I see he's saying today he's determined to make Rangers the most dominant team in Scotland. He's also revealed safe seating area is on the agenda for fans. If there's a safe standing area, you assume it will be in the Brimelow and Road end and that would put on the back burner the likelihood yep. of any substantial away support. And that's why I've said for some time I don't think we're ever going back to a, a very substantial away support, which is a great pity. We saw it again at the weekend at Ibrooks, and I know it's really it's really noisy and everyone in there is uh, rooting for the one team, but um, Craig and I have said it before, it's yep. just a... We, we think, yep. I think we both think it's a... Fantastic derby that served better mm-hmm. with a sizable away support. Yeah, no, very much so. I think, you know, both being fortunate enough to play in those type yeah. of games and watch many of them, uh, we kind of know how much more that that, that brings to to the actual game. But, uh, now look, James Bisgrove has come in and, um, you know, he seems as if he's got a, a lot of energy, a lot of energy to go in and make some some big changes. Um, 
which I'm excited about, if I'm honest, because uh, I think it has been a little bit flat um, over the, the last 12 to 18 months. And I, I think that, you know, some freshness and some good energy. Now it's it's like anything, isn't it? It's about making sure that you bring not only the right people off the field. You know, it's up to Michael Bill to make sure he can get the right players yeah, on the field also. I, I don't think anyone other than the manager can make Rangers more dominant. Mm -hmm. it, it's yeah. who you bring in. It's not, it's not people in the boardroom that make a team dominant. Everything, I think, is driven by the first team and uh, your squad, mm -hmm. your strength of squad, uh, winning more games, challenging Celtic, who've got a really strong squad. I'd imagine Celtic are, are going to spend a bit yeah. this summer to, to try and be stronger. Big time, do you think, Andy? I know it's hard to say. You could spend 10 million and you could, you could, it could be poor. Two big signings could be... But I, what, what's your sense of yeah, it? Yeah, I honestly don't think Celtic are interested in signing you know, nine, ten million pound players to try and have a go in the Champions League. I think the money men at Celtic, they just don't see the value in that. Celtic want to remain strong in Scotland. And when I say Celtic, I mean the, the, the board. The Celtic mm, board would yeah. much rather concentrate on being strong in Scotland. And I don't think they're interested in any sort of, you know, the fans talk about a serious investment to, to have a go in the Champions League. They don't see the value in that. And yet, Ange has got leverage just now, doesn't he? Because, you know, he's the, the conqueror at the moment. I mean, he's the benchmark for yeah. going into one of the big two, yeah. uh, revamping the squad because you had to at well, the right price. So yeah. maybe Ange is pushing them to say, maybe. I, I, I don't know how what yeah. the quantum is. Yeah, maybe that's a chat yeah, with uh, Dermot Desmond when he's yeah. in town. But no one on the Celtic board has made Celtic dominant in Scotland. It has been Ange Postecoglou who's made Celtic dominant. He has lifted the the spirits of that team um, and the transformation that we've spoken about so often has been remarkable. The the high level of success in the transfer market where you know most clubs hadn't really shopped before, mm -hmm. he, he's made them really valuable. So it's him that's uh, made Celtic really dominant. And I understand, I understand exactly what you're saying there, Andy, because look, the, the the manager of the football club is normally front and centre. Then you've got the captain, but most importantly, you've obviously got what the fans see week to week, which is the team and the team that's out there and, and going out and winning uh, football matches. But I've also been involved in, in, in a club where um, you know, sometimes the way, that, the way that it looks on the outside come match day mm -hmm. and then... You know, when you start looking and digging and, and going through the offices and the actual runnings of the football club, you know it's a matter of time before there's carnage. Um, so it, there is a balance. There is a balance. But what we see and what we talk about is purely yeah. the players, the manager, what we see, that actual football match, that actual performance. Shall we hear from Callum McGregor speaking today uh, after the defeat last weekend? We've got a process in place, you know, when we, when we win games, when we lose games, we come back in and sort of look at the game, we analyse the game in terms of what we can do better um, and we're always trying to learn. Um, so we, we did that at the start of the week and, and then, you know, very quickly the, the players were back in a positive mindset, um, looking forward to the game at the weekend. You know, I think in football, I think a lot of us have been in the game long enough now to, to know that, you know, when things are good and you're achieving success that you don't get too carried away for yourself and then the opposite when you know you have a defeat then you don't get too low either because if you start to let these things fester then you know you're in a bit of trouble so I think at this point in the season it's it's much more important for us to be to be looking at the positives you know we've got two trophies in the bag we're playing for a third one at the end of next week so 
you know, there's there's only positive things to speak about um, within this group of players at the minute. Andy, what's your thoughts on the Celtic captain? Not it, used to defeats yeah. uh, domestically this season. I just like his manner. I like his chat. I like the fact that he's so forthright. Uh, I think he's a strong individual. Uh, I think he's a great leader and maybe has surprised a few people by just how strong he is in his uh, leadership. But he's dead right to highlight the fact that they've won two trophies. They're going for a third one. They're huge favourites to, to win the treble. And then it'll all be about getting a bit of rest and knowing that you've qualified for the Champions League. And uh, given how... I think Celtic played well in spells in the Champions League. They'd, they'd really like to get one of these big clubs and get a big victory. That's what the players want. I'm sure they want to give that to the fans. And that's the stuff that will elevate uh, Ange Postecoglou into a different level as well. Danny's been on the socials at Go Football Show or you can call in 0808 17 17 700. He said, Andy, why were they so poor? last weekend and he's heard all the you know the excuses or the reasons what did you think watching the game I, I, a bit like the previous week I was really impressed by the way Hearts started mm. I thought Rangers took a leaf out of Hearts book they went at it 100 miles an hour right from the word go crucially they got uh, the breakthrough you need to get in front when, you, when you're on top Rangers did that and although Celtic enjoyed a lot of decent possession I think you look at players who were given an opportunity Craig I'm looking at the South Korean striker oh, yep. I didn't think he worked as hard as I've seen other Celtic strikers mm -hmm. especially uh, Kyogo so that that's something that uh, he might need to improve upon uh, Kobayashi I think uh, obviously he's, he's schooled and taught uh, to pass the ball out of defence but uh, he looked weak. He needs to. He needs to toughen up, yep. uh, in my view, especially when you're playing in Scotland, where it can be a very uh, physical game. When I think back to the last time Celtic lost at St Mirren, Stephen Welsh and uh, can't remember who the other partnership were, but they were they were bullied mm -hmm. uh, by Curtis Mayne and yep. uh, the, the the St Mirren. Uh, a few of the St yeah. players so uh, Bernabe didn't look to be as strong as Greg Taylor is or, or is, is better equipped to, yeah. to play as a, a left back so I think they're they're good questions for Celtic supporters to look at and and see these players again and wonder if they can improve Yeah and I, I think especially in terms of the, the, the central defensive area mm. look Celtic were in a fortunate enough position to to try and, and, and to, to allow Kobayashi uh, an education, yeah, to experience the occasion, sure. all that sort of stuff. Now, look, he'll be disappointed. I think it was the second goal, Suta, where he does kind of, you yeah. know, he's, he's not strong enough or he loses, he, he, he loses his footing. Yeah. Suta does well, you know, he shows his presence and, and gets that goal. But look, I, I think the, the main point, the main point, and Andy touches on it very early on there, is, is Rangers managed to get the goal. They started well, they managed to get the goal. And then and and then the second goal and and they they're the moments that yeah. kind of change a game of football and then second half Celtic of course you, you chase a game a little bit you leave yourself slightly exposed and and then there was a another opportunity or, or two that fell Rangers way but um, look over, overall I think the biggest difference was that Rangers actually took their moments this time Celtic will be disappointed because it's it's an old firm match but. As, as Callum McGregor spoke there, mate, they, they dusted themselves well, down pretty quickly. Yeah. Cal Callum, Very balanced, back Callum, to business. Callum McGregor and Starfield made the type of mistake, the, the lack of understanding the that you've goal. seen from yeah. Rangers players numerous times over the last few games. And just that, a couple of weeks before yeah, as well. Right, it was similar, exactly. wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And, and that was the thing. That yeah. just, uh, it, it, it flipped the other way this time in terms mm. of Rangers were able to capitalise when they, when they got their opportunities. I think Danny's surprised that he didn't change it earlier to put 
put on uh, Greg Taylor, put uh, Kyogo on early. But, but do you think he stopped? No, I'm going to give them a chance. No, I, I know think, Kyogo came. Yeah, out. I think that was the right thing to yeah. do. You, yeah. you need to see players in this sure. environment. What, what have you got? You know, show me. You look good in training. Yeah. I'll give you a chance. And, you know, maybe the one or two of them fell short a wee bit and needs yes. to improve. And he might have been looking a little bit further because, again, we keep talking mm. about Rangers in terms of the rebuild, the rebuild. But but we know that Celtic will do business. Mm. Uh, there's no doubt about that. There'll be players that will leave Celtic because it's what they do. Um, and I'm sure Ange will have his, his, his eye on maybe two or three players. We know when you win trophies, if you stand still, you can be overtaken. So it's important that you, know, you, you look to try and strengthen and I'm sure he's trying to do that. Absolutely sure of it. Here's a bit more from Callum McGregor about getting back winning this weekend at St Mirren. Yeah, that's that's the challenge. That's that's the level we'll set ourselves. It's a case of dusting ourselves down. Training's been good. Last few days, like I said, there's been a bit of reaction back in front of our home supporters at the weekend. We want to go out and, and show them their reaction from last weekend and uh, and put in a good performance and, and get maximum points and, and then we, we look at the next game um, after that when it comes. Yeah, he mentions the fact that they're back home. Yeah, you know, like you said, it's, it's been a few weeks since we've been there. Great to go back as champions. I think that was the, the mantra when we when we left the place um, after the Motherwell game was, you know, the next time we get back to our stadium, can we be champions? And, and the objective has been completed, so that's great. You know, a, a great lift for the players to get back in front of the home supporters and, and vice versa, you know, great for the supporters to, to see the team back after being successful and, and like I say, winning the league again. And in town tonight, of course, is Scott Brown, the former captain, much decorated, along with Mikel Lustig. Such a big part of that nine-in-a-row team, both yeah, of them. Yeah, we, we spoke to him on here uh, a couple yep. of weeks ago and uh, it's just the fact that him being so successful, you you did wonder who would yeah. take over, who would who would be the new leader. And I think Callum McGregor has impressed everyone with the way he's made a, that a seamless transition. And by the way, any in the amount of football that Callum McGregor has played mm. over over the last yeah. few years has, yeah, has yeah. been incredible. But you're right, Andy. The way he's got the way he's kind of grown into to the captaincy of the football club, he, he comes across extremely well. And 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 most importantly for Celtic on the field, he is a heartbeat of that football side. He sure is. 0808 17 17 700. Did we watch the finest display of European football oh. last night? Craig, oh. when did you, have you seen anything better? Man City My 4, word. the champions, Real Madrid 0. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> it was it was incredible. The, the, the tempo, um, the precision, the quality. Yeah. Um, and even at half time, you know, it could have been 4 or 5 and you're thinking, well, is, is this one that maybe Real Madrid get a, get a sucker punch and, and it's game on again? But, Man City didn't allow that to happen. They absolutely strangled uh, Real Madrid in every area of the game, but the quality uh, and the goals were, were top draw. Man City looked unbelievable. Yeah. If they you were, just saw the scoreline, Andy, sorry, you'd think, yeah. well, how many did Haaland get? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should have scored a couple, zero, eh? but, um, yeah. I think he yeah. has been brought to, to, to win the thing, and obviously there'll be overwhelming favourites against Inter. And it's, it'll be a remarkable se- uh, season. They'll win the Premier yeah. League in England. They've got the final, the FA Cup against Man U and to win the Champions League as well is terrific. I think it told you that Real Madrid need to get the likes of Bellingham and maybe one or two other younger players in just to just yeah. to start again because Cruz and Modric, uh, Benzema, yeah. guys like that have really been exceptional but they're always looking to, to get the best players available and certainly Bellingham's one of them. Sure is. Rodri, De Bruyne. Yeah. I mean, you can bring Phil Foden off the bench, Craig, and Barry, oh, that's one of his favourite players. Man, he plays a great pass right at the end. Yep, sure. He's got unbelievable yep. quality. But Man City were just, they, they, they were brilliant. Um, and, 
you know, from that type of performance, if they go and do that in the final, then you can't see how Inter Milan can cope. Do you think people here in Scotland, if you're a you know Mad Rangers fan or fanatical Celtic fan, that you're going to enjoy that? Do we still appreciate it the way we used to? Just something you touched on, Andy. You know the fact that the aspirations used to be Europe. When yeah. I started this program coming back, I couldn't believe the apathy—not apathy—but as soon as it's September, October, they've kind of forgotten. I know both sides were in the Champions League this year, but do you know what I mean? It's not what it used to be. People used to w- want and expect something in Europe. Yeah, I think. Um... Some Celtic supporters I speak to want the club to be much better in Europe because that's where they feel as though they should be uh, measured. And then there's others who just want domination over, uh, well, Rangers really because they're the only serious title contenders and they just want to to be top dogs uh, domestically in in every cup competition. The amount of trebles that uh, Celtic have won in recent seasons is extraordinary. I think they've won... Is it 17 out of the last 21 trophies, something like that? Mm. I mean, it is truly remarkable the level of success that they're having. But there's always scope to be better. And absolutely, Celtic can be better in Europe. I mean, when you think, uh, Craig, that, you know, uh, Giovanni van Bronckhurst got Rangers Champions League football. Now, that was great for the money. Obviously, it wasn't good for, for the football. Rangers didn't win a point. You wonder if he would still be in a job if, if Rangers had got to the Europa League and had performed a lot better, mm. something similar to what they'd done the year before. I mean, they got to the final yeah. of the Europa League. That That is credibility across Europe that yeah. I think some Celtic supporters crave for, for their team. Yeah, and again, obviously Giovanni in that, that run to the final beat some, some very good mm. sides, some considered to be Champions League sides. You look at yeah. Bruce, Borussia Dortmund and what have you. But look, I mean, obviously, I would the majority of people that I speak to Love the love the European nights. Love the you know the the opportunity to be able to travel and support their team on the road. Um, you know, European football for me obviously is amazing. Um, a lot of people that I speak to get the same feeling. Mm-hmm. They do get the same feeling. And look, it, it's always a test uh, because there's a lot more money thrown about in, in the stronger leagues. And, and for Celtic, in particular, going to the Champions League, you know, you're going to get a, you know a tough tough group. Rangers. Uh, if they're lucky enough to, to get there through qualification, you get a very, very tough group. So you're up against people that are spending far more money and have got far deeper squads. Um, and it's a real test, but that doesn't mean that the results aren't achievable. It's also the same here. I mean, Motherwell, Kilmarnock, uh, Ross County, uh, everyone else, mm. they can't compete with Celtic or Rangers yeah, yeah. in terms of spending yeah. power here. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, it works domestically here too. Quick break and then we're back. You can call Andy Walker, Craig Moore, 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Back with that in 20 minutes. Okay, calls coming in now for Andy Walker and Craig Moore. Looking forward to the games this weekend. Um, and last night, Andy, you picked up uh, a big game. I don't know if you were at that one. I know you're going tomorrow night as well. Yeah. What about Aki's the, the Lanarkshire derby then? A win for Airdrie, good win for them at home. First well, leg of the playoff. I need to declare an interest. It was a great yeah. thrill for me to see Callum Gallagher, who's a good friend of my son. They were at school together and uh, he won the Player of the Year, yeah. League One Player of the Year for Airdrie at the weekend. Picked up his award at the PFA do. So it was great to see him get that recognition. And they won last night, yeah. 1-0. And I'm going to go to the second leg on, on Saturday, which is a 5-15 kick-off in, 
see if they can complete the job. It'll be a tough one against Aki's. Callum Smith scored against yeah. his old club. Of course, he would yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. Craig, do you fancy that on Saturday? Saturday I, evening? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do. And if it's anything like the, the second leg, um, obviously with Hamilton coming over the top of Alloa yeah. after going behind in that yeah. one. Um, excitement. But yeah, Hamilton being a local side, Paul, I, I, I may pop over to that one. Uh, I wasn't at that particular night, the awards night, but yeah. Ch- Charlie Riley, one of my players, yeah. Congratulations. Le- League Two uh, player of the season. He, he's, he's had a fantastic season. Brilliant. He was up on the stage and he, he spoke really well and uh, you know gave a lot of uh, credit to his teammates. And yep. he, he's had a brilliant season. Eh? Ah, top, top. Uh, Twenty-three what a odd move games. He's got. Six or seven games. What a move. Six or what seven assists. Uh, no, he's, he's, he's got a, a great opportunity because I still think that there's there's a lot more to come from Charlie Riley. How old is he? He's twenty-one. Wow. So he could go. How how good could he be? Is he championship? Is he premiership? No, no. I think he. I think he can play premiership up here. Um, but but I think that there's a there's another move in the boy. I think once he goes, um, and and has that real opportunity in that professional environment, I think he'll put on a bit more size. Yeah. He's two footed. He's electric, and he knows how to score goals. So he's got a chance. Did Callum speak well? I'm sure he would have. As he did. Well. Uh, hey, he did you coach really him well. over the years? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, he's got a fine uh, mom and dad yeah. and good upbringing. Good. But uh, no, it was good to. I mean, I caught up. Had a good, had a good half hour with uh, Paul Elliott, my former oh, teammate. Yeah. Paul was up as a as a former winner. Celtic and Chelsea. And uh, Mark yeah. Hatley was there. Yeah, so wow. Mark, Rangers Mark Milan. Is a, yeah. a, a former winner. So I think they're quite tight, Mark and uh, and Paul. Uh-huh, so yeah. we had a, we had a nice wee blather about old times. And Grado was there as, as well, of course, famously he was on there the evening. And he grabbed the microphone for <laughs> yeah, us. Uh, yeah. so just a small amount of time. He'll be back uh, tomorrow morning <laughs> at breakfast. Contrite, um, he's in great form here though in the Go Radio Football Show uh, tonight with Macklin Motors. Right, Craig Moore. I can see the calls coming in. Andy Walker as well. Uh, what are you thinking about for this weekend? Callum McGregor's been speaking about Celtic back in action uh, and about how he can stay focused. I mean, there's been so many games played this season. Deep into the year now, he's been speaking about his concentration, his focus. This, this job, being a football player, you know, that keeps you sharp enough. You know, there's there's always there's always people looking to come after you and, and if you have a poor game, you know, they're always quick to speak. And so I think that just keeps you sharp enough. You know, you, you want to give the best account of yourself Every time that you step on the pitch, of course, you know, it never happens like that, but you stay professional, you prepare your body, your mind the right way every time. Um, and that's the demands of this football club is that when you step over the line, you, you try to give the best of yourself for the supporters and, and everybody around the world who's watching and, and supporting the team. So, you know, for me, there's two weeks to go, really exciting period. Um and then, you know, once that's done, we we can enjoy a little bit of downtime. But, you know, for the, the time being we're still working and and still requires a lot of focus. He's got a phenomenal engine, hasn't he? And the mental capacity that he has at Celtic, because he probably could have gone down south, Craig. You would think into the Premier League. But there's there's no doubt ability-wise, mm-hmm. he could he could go down south. Um, but I think he obviously he loves what he's doing at, at Celtic Football Club. He knows how important he is to the club. Um, but it's the consistency that that he continues to be able to to knock out at such a such a high level. So he's he's extremely important. Extremely important. Like I, said, I think a big part of how Rangers got joy at the weekend was they were able to limit his involvement in the game. That's how important that, that he is. And I think that other people, Paul, also um, have a lot more confidence when he's in the team. If you stop him, you stop Celtic? Is that, it's, a bit... it's a big part of it, but I think Hatati's got a great influence in the middle of the park. Uh, I thought he was maybe Celtic's best player at, at Ibrox, but couldn't really 
influence it at the at the business end of the pitch. But uh, he's a special talent, and I think that that chemistry that uh, Celtic have in the middle of the park, McGregor, Hatati, sometimes O'Reilly, sometimes Moy. It's been too good for, for everyone else. They've had, they've had great options in there. It's maybe going to be tough for someone like David Turnbull who come on. Yeah. But What's going to happen? Sorry. Yeah. Well, if I was yeah. David Turnbull, you, you need to think about going to play. I don't know what level he could get at, but that's a guy who's played for Scotland. Mm. That's a guy who used to make a difference for Celtic, but you know, you uh, it's brutal sometimes because Ange Postecoglou has brought players in. They've the midfield ones have pretty much been uh, successful and David Turnbull's getting 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there. It's not enough and uh, he, I think he needs to play. When I think of Stuart Armstrong, for example, who went from Celtic to Southampton into yeah. the Premiership at that point, is David Turnbull, could he go to a top flight team in England? I don't think he's done as much as Stuart Armstrong did with Celtic before he got his move. So um, I've no idea what his options are. Um, but listen, he might be happy where he is and he might want to stay and fight for his place and you know honour his contract. No one's got a problem with that. But if it was me, if if I was close to him, I would think you, you need to get away and you need to play with a team and, and show everyone how good you are. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Look, I, I think Turnbull's a very good player. Um, he's come on um, and not played anywhere near as what as much as what he would like this season. You're right. I think when he when even last season, his involvement, he's got goals. It takes up good positions, but like any player, um, you want to work hard to to put yourself in the, the, you know, with an opportunity to play. But if by training hard and still not getting that opportunity, then that is the time that maybe players then start to look about what else is out there. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Turnbull leave Celtic. I think Paul he could probably go low end Premiership, definitely Championship down south, uh, without a problem. Uh, and and I'm sure Celtic would make I, decent money. I know he didn't play the other night. He came on as a sub, but Adam Campbell, who used to be at Motherwell, uh, come on for Luton. And my goodness, he's 90 minutes away from maybe getting a, <laughs> a place in the, the Premier League down south. So, um, you know, it, it can be really tough leaving the, the... I'm sure Celtic are the club of his dreams, but you want to play. Mm. And he's got so much to offer, I think. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I'll be interested to see what happens to him in the summer. Jack's been on asking you what you think of Haksabanovic. Is he going to make it? Did you see enough in the last couple of games when he's been on? He's definitely worthy of keeping as an option. Uh, he's maybe not first choice at the moment, but I think he's got a lot of talent. He scored a couple of important goals. When Celtic were struggling in games, I seem to remember, was it Ross County at home where he got a late one? Was it Hibs at home? He's definitely someone who can make a difference. I think he's got uh, great skill. He has. He, there's no doubt about his ability. But there's there's a high benchmark, isn't there? You know, you yeah. got you got Jota sure, and you yeah, and you yeah. got Maeda. So like that's the that's the level. That's Abada. the standard. And Abada, who again there'll be question marks about potentially whether he he stays or not. But is he in the departure lounge? Do you think? Abada? No, I don't know. Look no? again for me, Abada has done a, a wonderful job at Celtic. Scores important goals. He gets in at that back stick. Um, You'd like to see him go, wouldn't you? As a Rangers uh, yeah, legend, I'd, I'd be delighted to see yeah. him get a wonderful. Move. Move, <laughs> <laughs> but Haksabanovic he's a good player. Again, you know, he's he's low center of gravity. He's direct. He can go left or right. He has scored important goals. The the other thing for all these players, uh, Craig, is there, there is the attraction of guaranteed Champions League football. Yeah. Yeah. You're not guaranteed a place, but you know what footballers are like. Sure. They're always very confident in their own ability. They think, well, I'll, I'll get in the team 
keep working uh, hard. Some some will, some won't, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a big attraction to possibly stay. Great for the CV. Let's go on the lines. Kevin is on from Bell Silla, Celtic fan. Good evening, Kevin. Good evening, guys. How you doing, Hi, Kevin? Hi, Kevin. No problem. Hi. What was? What does yep. Andy think? Celtic needs next season. Yep. Ah, goalkeepers, defenders, okay, Sure. Okay. Right. We we'll start with goalkeeper. Honestly, I think Celtic could strengthen in every department if they wanted a new goalkeeper. Um, absolutely fine. Really? I think. I think. Sorry. Really. Joe Hart, I think Joe Hart's got another two years. Listen, I think Joe Hart has been a, a great signing for Celtic, but if you want something better, if Ange Postecoglou decided he could get something better, he would. I think what I'm trying to say, Kevin, is he's. Uh, I, I like his attitude. Um, it doesn't. Ma- it doesn't really matter who you are. If if he thinks you could get get someone better, then that's what he'll do. I mean, I think Kobayashi has got a lot of potential. Um, I don't know what Celtic are going to do with Liam Scales. Mm. There are some games I've seen him and he's looked short for for Aberdeen. The game against Rangers where he, he scored a, a bit of a freak goal. But just in general, his level of, level of defending that day, his composure, his passing ability. And the other thing is, was his strength. So I, I don't know whether Celtic think, OK, he's he's had a lot of games for Aberdeen, we'll bring him yeah, back. I mean, it has to be consistent, but... Sure, and that's what you're yeah. indicating, Andy, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think I think so, that's the same yeah. with every player. But I've no doubt Celtic will lose one or two, uh, Kevin. And um, depending on who that is, they will obviously strengthen if it's if it's an O'Reilly or a Hatati or uh, I don't know one of the defenders, one of the wide players. There's been a lot of speculation about Abada. If Celtic can make a profit on anyone, I think they'll do business and they'll have a a number of uh, targets that they'll bring in, I'm sure. Craig, what do you know? What do you think? No, you? no, I'm just saying, I mean, again, Celtic are very, very strong and I kind of know in terms of, you know, when you when you win trophies, uh, it's about being able to to strengthen again. Uh, and Kevin's question is, where where does that look like? Uh, and, and through the different lines. You can definitely go with another striker. There's no doubt about that. Kyogo's unbelievable uh, and has had a great season. O's going to take a little bit more time. Um, so you know that's another area where potentially they they could look to to strengthen attacking midfield. I think is another key area. You look at the positions that can really change games of football at that next level, and and I think that 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 you know there areas that Celtic or Ange may look at in terms of trying to make a, a real impact in Europe next season. Kevin, what would you like to see? Where do you want to strengthen? Kevin, I, I can't I can't pronounce his name. Um, I think he's over in Belgium. I think they signed him to Sheffield Wednesday. It's, it's like a kid that I am. He goes and wants to come back to us and play the brilliant. Yeah. That's some player I've been on YouTube watching him. He's a very good defender. I can't pronounce his name right enough. We're about to. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Oh, oh um, give me a second. <laughs> yeah. I know that, but what, what position is he, oh, Kevin? Oh, it's Uruhidi. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But what, what yeah. position is he again? He's a defender. He's defender. a defender. Yeah. He's a defender. Yeah. Yeah. Again, look. My personal opinion, from what I see, I mean, he's 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 getting his exposure. You're watching him more than me, obviously, in terms of how he's doing it in, in Belgium. And if he's getting games, then that's that's amazing for the player because he continues to develop and put himself in a situation whether it's coming back to Celtic or them making money. Great. Um, Scales. Uh, I, I can't see Liam Scales playing first team football as as a main central defender uh, at, at Celtic. That's my opinion. I don't think he kind of fits the. 
the bill in regards to um, being good enough defensively 1v1, playing high up the pitch, pace, the kind of things that, that, that Ange will definitely look at, look at, Kevin. I don't know what your thoughts are, but that's my thoughts on scales. That's scales. Is that scales? Yeah. That's scales. That's what I'm saying. I think you're in the worst line in the world. I don't know what's happened. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, I think, I think a lot. I think a lot yes. will depend on the interest. I'm sure there'll be interest in one or yeah. two Celtic uh, players. And as we, we've said for so for so long, if you can make a profit, Celtic will, will do that sure. uh, deal, and no doubt they'll have one or two targets for a number of mm-hmm. positions. Urahidi has played 33 games this season yeah. for Ustend. So, in fact, yeah. James and I spoke about him earlier in the office. So I just couldn't hear. It's a terrible line, Kevin. We're going to move on just now, heading to the break. But thanks for your call. It's this time of the year, isn't it, where the season's just about finished, still the cup final to come. And I see Inverness have got a, a friendly well, over well, in Dungannon yeah because it's a very indifferent build up for them isn't it for, for the, four the weeks, cup final yeah, yeah, trying, yeah trying to feel that time really so, difficult really difficult so Billy Dodd's got his got his handful there um, but at the same time he'll be excited for the cup final when it comes around 08 08 17 17 700 let's hope for a better line thanks Kevin the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors book your service MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go Go Radio Football Show just talking about the weekend which kicks off tomorrow evening Partick Thistle against Air United 7.45 and then Saturday uh, Hearts against Aberdeen early kickoff 12.30 is that one of your games Andy? I don't think it is though is no. it? But it's early kickoff yep early at uh, Castle. we'll go through the game shortly Celtic against St Mirren more from Callum McGregor shortly at 3 Kilmarnock against St Johnson Livingston Dundee United Motherwell against Ross County and then on Sunday Hibs against Rangers uh, the former captain of Rangers is with us Craig Moore and Andy you'll be looking forward to that one Hibs Rangers can you know Rangers keep it going and for Hibs as well it's been a well what would you say? Uh, for Hibs I, I think it's been a, uh, it's been a slow burner for Lee Johnson to, to get everyone on side but I think he's I think he's doing a decent job. We've got a nice wee feature with uh, Alan Stubbs just looking back at the the cup final victory, that dramatic uh, 3-2 game a few years ago. So he'll be on the programme and uh, Jack Ross will be one of our guests. Okay. Jack Ross, um, will he be back in football when you think about it? It's the start of this season. Seems a long time ago he was the manager with great see, expectations at Dundee United. See, when you look at the amount of clubs that have changed manager, I think it is. Half of them... Uh, there's Aberdeen, there's mm-hmm. Hearts, there's a uh, St. St Johnston, Johnston. Yeah. Dundee United, uh, Dundee United, and Motherwell. Motherwell. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. yeah. that's a lot of changes in the one season. Absolutely. It shows you how, mm-hmm. you know, if it, when you're in trouble, uh, somebody will pull the trigger and look for a, a new manager bounce. Ange was the manager of the year, of mm-hmm. course, the PFA. Yeah. Yeah. Take him out of it. Who would be the manager of the year? Because it. It's probably not somebody well, who was I, at the start I, of the season. I, I'm yeah. always embarrassing myself by saying I tipped St Mirren to be in one of the two yeah. bottom spots. So Stephen Robinson, I think, has done mm-hmm. a, a terrific yeah. job. I know he's not been there the whole season, but the transformation in Motherwell under Stuart Kettlewell has been extraordinary. So um, uh, you look at that, and then obviously whoever comes up from the, um, from the championship. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, Gary Bowyer won it. For Dundee, yeah. and as soon as he's won it, he's out the door. Oh, he had it for just an hour start. before they. <laughs> it's just bizarre. It's a it's a brutal business. But um, it was announced at ten in the morning yeah. that he was the player. 
Uh, sorry, the manager of, yeah. and then within an hour, the club announced he was Ofsky. Yeah. It's weird, so, isn't it? Does strange, anyone want that job? Strange game, the management yeah. role. Well, I saw Callum was in for it, Callum yeah. Davidson, but not for him. Who's it going to be? Do you reckon? I'm sure Craig's got one or two contacts that he's putting to that board. Well, maybe, maybe put someone into to the. <laughs> now, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see. I mean, look, whoever goes in, it's a, a great opportunity uh, for Dundee. A lot of a lot of work to do with that that squad pool uh, for preparing themselves sure. for the Premiership. They only get four players still under contract. under contract. Can I throw a name into you? You know him really well. Yeah, Charlie Adams. Could it be him? Well, the, well, I've seen something today. I think in the media that, that yep. Charlie Adams. Um, Name was was mentioned. Look, obviously played at the club. He's currently down at Burnley, I believe, um, coaching down mm-hmm. there. Um, so again, look, it's, it's popular local boy. As popular well, local local boy. Yeah, yeah his I team. Yeah, his, his team. team. Yeah, yeah. So you, know, you you can never say never. Mm. But it was an interesting name when I did see that come out in the media today, Paul. Yeah, it's a great job for someone, isn't it, to go straight into great job, the great club. Yeah, uh, I've always enjoyed going to Dundee as a, a player. Uh, Enjoy going there just to commentate on games from uh, time to time, and uh, I think it's a terrific job for someone because the 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 level of excitement, the expectation, big city club, mm. you you would expect them with a bit of investment that they could survive. I just hope that whoever gets the the gig up there um, is brave, is brave rather than like thinking you know we, we, we've gone up a level now and we've got to be stuffy and hard to beat mm-hmm. uh, you know whoever comes in I hope that they they go in and really really have a go because you be positive sure. the rewards can be massive who's your manager of the year Craig so away that, from Ange look it's a difficult one Stephen Robinson looks a mirror in top six mm-hmm. of the first time since 1985 huge effort huge effort and Andy I didn't tip him to, to come in the bottom two <laughs> no but so they've had a fantastic they've had a fantastic season <laughs> once in a career is good <laughs> but then you look at you look at those the, the top six clubs yeah. and then you look at consistency of mm-hmm. managers that have been in place so there's obviously been the change at Rangers um, there's been the change at Hearts uh, there's been the change at Aberdeen mm-hmm. Lee Johnson, to be fair, has had a lot of work to to, to do yeah, at the football club sure. through a lot of change. Um, you know, early early part of the season, maybe things weren't going as well they would have liked. Um, but he's been the one that has been there all season in that top six and outside I, of Rangers and Celtic. And I think you do have to highlight when you're looking for the best. Who's been the best manager of the year? Who's been the best player in the season? Mm-hmm. You you do want to look at the elite and. Yeah. I, I can't believe anyone down south would not vote for Haaland, for example. I mean, he's he's just beating all records. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Saka's been good and anyone else you care to mention has been good. Mm-hmm. But you want something who's really elite. So yeah, yeah. Um, Haaland has been the best. Kyogo, I think, was... Up here was, was, he was my pick as he well. He was the outstanding yeah. striker. I know that others in midfield and defence, but... Guys that make the difference tend and to I get I always say goals. that, and I always say that, and I laugh sometimes when Mark's on, Mark Weedy. A great season from a striker, a great season from a defender. The striker's getting it all day yeah. long, you know. Does that rankle with be you a little bit? Oh, just, just, a, just a little, can sure. you tell me? Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, look, at the end of the day, the, 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 the strikers are the yeah. entertainers, the, the, the good ones, and Kyogo, for me, you, was you you to stick get, on. You can get a round of applause for kicking the ball out of the park. <laughs> What about, the, what, what about the person if you if you get I him mean, as well? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Strikers kick out of the park, they get booed. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a true. shocker, isn't uh, it? From Andy Walker. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, but but yeah. if a defender makes a mistake, yeah. you're picking it you're picking it up out of the net. If a striker yeah. makes a mistake, that's, of course, yeah. no problem. Play on.
So, who's your manager? No, you've, I've, I've milked no, that I, one. I tried to paint but, a different picture. Barry Stephen Robson, I would throw his name in. I know it's yeah, a short period short, of time. Short period. I know. Amazing job. What an impact. Amazing. Is he going to come third, his team? Aberdeen? I, yeah, no, I think yeah. Aberdeen will come third. I think Barry Robson has, has done an amazing job. He obviously knows the, the club extremely well. He knows the players. The players have bought into what he's trying to, to do. Um, they've made themselves hard to beat, but they've, yet they've still got the ability to attack and get goals. Uh, he's had an excellent, an excellent run since he's... he's nailed down that job can yeah. I throw something else at you we just mentioned Hearts a moment to do a go I mean who would have believed that Robbie Nielsen would have gone yeah. could he be a contender for one of the, the big football management jobs coming up Queen's Park's there as well it's a long term project we'll come back to that but Stephen Naismith interim manager has said today he's blasted VAR's total lack of consistency his words and he's pleading for future decisions involving his side to be bang on after Peter Haring's red card was rescinded it was another example of uh, just an extraordinary decision, both on the day and then you look at it from VAR. And I'll go back to what I've said before. Scottish referees are looking to send players off. If we can possibly justify it, let's send them off. And it's a horrible way to go. Look at the refereeing standard in both games in the Champions League. They let things go. Yeah. They tend to let the man in the middle of the park mm. make the tough decisions. And uh, if you had Scottish referees and Scottish VAR in those games, mm. there would have been multiple red cards. It's not good for the game. Remember, it's an entertainment. Um, remember, the supporters are there to be entertained. The supporters are also there to be informed. And it's another problem that we've got with VAR. It's too long and people don't know what's happening on the pitch. How, how many red cards have been rescinded this season? I mean, it's like, for me, again, we, we, we all know that the, the decision-making process has, has been miles off it. It's Bringing VAR in should have off put an end to any sort uh, yeah, of retrospective yeah, action yeah. Or, or appeals because, I mean, I, I don't know how you can look at that, Peter Haring, uh, and say it's a red card, it's a red card yeah. immediately. Yeah. And then when you've got the benefit of looking at it just once in a replay, You'd say, oh no, hang on, that's that's too harsh. Let's uh, let's uh, get that to and, yellow. And harsh on on Stevie Naismith and his team because again, look, he's in there fighting for his life because he wants that job. He yeah. wants he wants to be the sure. manager. Um, so again, these these big decisions that unfortunately we've seen. And the too other many, nonsense is wrong. the other nonsense, of course, is there's a potential they didn't they didn't uh, appeal uh, the red card against Celtic because of the potential of an yeah. added game. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know that that's down to the clubs and the clubs should do something about that. The clubs should get together yeah. and say, this is a nonsense. Of course, players, clubs should have the right to appeal against a decision that, you know, might, in, in the cold light of day, you might think differently. But this idea that referees continually want to punish players... Uh, they need to get out of that mindset it's ridiculous I asked you a few weeks ago Andy have you had any reaction from the refereeing community or the SFA about your appeal because I think you're absolutely right we agree everyone does let them let the, let the, the game flow I, I think it's unhelpful when you hear Ian Maxwell at the SFA say that listen VAR's working VAR's great uh, technology's smashing no problems mm. by what you're, you're just ignoring yeah. what, what we're all talking mm. about and uh, I think that's unhelpful 
It sure is, Craig. I wonder if it is going to change. Because look at last night. There's nothing to talk about with the referees, is there? You can enjoy the games. You know, when you watch the European games. And England, I know they've had some issues. Yeah, yeah. Not as many as we have. And Howard Webb's trying to yeah. be op more open about it, explain decisions. We, we, we should try and do the same. It's uh, just a service that uh, paying suppo uh, supporters would... I think they would appreciate the, the level of uh, respect for referees might mm. go up uh, a little, knowing... Uh, what they have to deal with, all the language that they use uh, to try and reach the best decision. So, top of the show, we were talking about a few things, including James Bisgrove, mm -hmm. CEO in waiting at Rangers, but obviously he started, I see a picture online of him, and the new chairman, John Bennett, John Bennett. and also the manager, Michael Beale. So, Craig, what would you like to see? He wants to be the most dominant, and that in Scotland means he's got to beat Celtic consistently, but yep. where are the headlines we'll discuss after the news? Where would you say in the team... They are, they have to strengthen. All the the every, the, the whole yeah. park that all yeah. over every single position. I I think um, you know Rangers will be looking at at opportunities. Uh, Michael Beale is working ever so hard. I know that um, to bring in players that are going to be good enough. Not only to um, to be a Rangers player. That's not enough. It's to be a Rangers player and be able to win trophies. That's really, really important. James Bisgrove obviously goes into his new role. His, um, his remit will be tr to try and make sure that Rangers off the park are as strong as they possibly can, drive the dollar, make sure yep. there's good investment in the football club to support Michael Beale in what we know is is going to be uh, a summer where there'll be some cash that needs to be thrown for Rangers to be able to get uh, the right players that they want to come in and, and make that difference and become the, the best, which is what James Bisgrove has, has said. Do you think Rangers fans now think a few months in, Raskin, Cantwell, the people that he has paid money for, mm -hmm. has been money well spent just now and they can match up against Celtic? Those two players, I think, yeah. have, have absolutely have been um, shining lights mm -hmm. since they've come to the football club. Uh, as I said when Hatati, for the first two yeah. minutes I've seen him, I go, player. Player, yeah. Raskin for me was the same. Uh, Todd Cantwell is 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 growing on me with every every game. I think he's going to be a, a big player for Rangers. Uh, I think he's going to annoy a lot of people outside of Rangers, and, and I don't mind that. A great uh, effort from Malik Tillman last week to come to the PFA Awards. Yes, he was, he was he's, in Germany. He, yeah, yeah, he was injured. He obviously, came got over the and picked up his award, so it was a great effort. Along with his partner, they were there. Yep. We'll speak about Malik Tillman. That's exactly who I was going to ask oh, him yeah. about. Would Craig Moore? What would he do? Would he sign Malik Tillman? That's coming up after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Thanks for all your support making the switch every night from five tomorrow night. 
Barry Ferguson will be here. I'll tell you, he was smiling this week, wasn't he? He was, uh, he was happy. Yeah. Because it was happier. a big family party at the weekend, his daughter's 21st. I thought he looked a little bit jaded. What do you think? Uh, yeah. we maybe, maybe, maybe had one or two glasses of red wine. Oh, why not? Yeah. Um, Lack of fitness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Andy, yeah, after we saw you pictured with, uh, obviously, on Sky with Ange Postacoglu. Looked like a, it was good yeah, to see the two of you. Because not that many people know him. <laughs> no, I, I don't know him, but he's always very <laughs> uh, warm and kind towards me. He's always very warm and kind towards everyone uh, at Sky. He, he, he treats people well. And of course, the, he's doing his job. He's putting together a, a really exciting team. I think that's the most important thing. What did he say? Hi, Maka, great to see you. <laughs> Lovely to see Maka Venny. Oh, sorry, Walker. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Andy, well, how many goals did you score for Celtic? Uh, in total I scored 69 in my career I got 32 of them in my debut season and we won the league we won the cup that was that was the best time yeah. of my life but uh, as yeah. Craig will tell you it's great to play in a yeah. in a winning team that actually you know wins the title against really good opposition and Kyogo was saying at the weekend so was his interpreter there did he go yeah. up and speak how did that yeah, go at the I thought PFA? Peter Martin yeah. handled it really well I thought it was a very it was a lovely interview because yeah. he was so, uh, Kyogo was so yeah. grateful yeah. and he had a marvellous uh, facial expression. Great. And uh, obviously Peter was trying to get a wee bit of a laugh and a joke going with his yeah. uh, interpreter who, who seemed to laugh more than Peter's Kyogo. interpreter. <laughs> Come on, Peter's, no, he's That's a top right, class yeah. pro having him <laughs> worked with him many times. He's, so, he's, he's hilarious yeah. at these things. Yeah, he, he was, he was yeah. very good. But in Kyogo, when he moved off the stage, you know what uh, the Japanese are like, yeah. Craig. They're constantly bowing and praying and they uh, thank you for inviting me and thank you yeah. for being here. And <laughs> yeah. He's just got this big, beautiful smile. He was obviously mm. just ecstatic at winning the Play of the Year award. Yep, it's a great... I thoroughly deserved it. Is he going to hit 100? He said he's got, what, 50 goals mm -hmm. in the two seasons and he wants to hit 100 goals for Celtic. Do you think he will? I can't see why yeah. why he wouldn't. I think it's very realistic. Um to get that mark which would be uh, an amazing achievement for the player what about Malik Tillman then so yep. just before the news Andy was asking you the question uh, you know what we're talking about the rebuild at Rangers what do you think on Malik Tillman I, th I think he's a player that you would definitely make money on um, I, I don't know the ins and outs of what you know exactly it would take for that option to kick in Paul but you look he's young um, I, I think there's still improvement in Malik Tillman yeah. because I think that um, he's great with the ball. He takes up some really, really good positions. So he's very intelligent. The other side of the game in regards to, to having to, to work harder when you don't have the ball is, is something that needs to be improved upon. Um, but he can come up with um, some special plays. Um, and as a younger player, the importance of consistency. I can't stress that enough. That is the, the real important thing to be a, 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 an established first-team regular player. That all comes together then Rangers would have a player that is worth a lot of money. The yeah. last I heard, Craig, was that Michael Beale said, it's up to the player, yeah. you know, the ball's in his court, yeah. it's maybe up, to, it's his decision. Mm -hmm. And he so, said it was 50-50. Yeah, he? so I yeah. don't know whether it's a, an out-and-out -out buy, which I, I don't know how much mm -hmm. Rangers have got to spend in the summer. I don't know if they're, they're keen on £5 million deals, apparently he would that would be the price for him, but... Who knows, they might be able to get another loan deal for a season, I don't know. And I, I know how I'd be thinking if I was a player at, at that age and it's like, you know, where am I going to have that opportunity to continue to play football matches? Yeah. 
I think that I, th- I personally think that that's at Rangers for him. But as you say, it's a it's a tough decision for the lad who who's yeah. come and had a, a for the young boys had a very very good season, picked up an award. It's got a real good feel for the place. It's almost the same as David Turnbull, a young guy, plenty of potential. You know he's a good player, mm-hmm. but you can't show it if you're getting minimal game time. If he comes to Rangers for another season, he he, he will play more often. Than yeah, not. yeah, no, no, for sure. And if he's got the right pieces around about him, mm. that allows him to um, to go and do his thing, mm. uh, you know. And I think that that's been an area where probably because Rangers haven't been unbelievably strong this year, then it's easy to sort of like be critical at times of his his work ethic and 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 the other things. But snapshot, young player, great mm. profile. If Rangers were lucky enough to get a hold of him, um, you'll make a lot of money on the player. Celtic have been a goal machine this season uh, and last season. So Rangers, we know, Cholak, sounds as though he might be leaving uh, in the summer. And Morella's just about gone, isn't yep. he? We've yep. seen the last uh, of... Uh, somebody who had a fantastic record for Rangers, but that's now two years ago, really, since we saw the best of him. Mm-hmm. What about for it? Van Veen's name keeps coming up. Not as the out-and-out striker, the number one striker, but yep. it's a million pounds. A million pounds would buy him. If you were there, would you be saying, let's get 26 goals this season, Kevin Van Veen? At a million pound at his age, probably not. Yeah, he's 32 in a couple of weeks. Um, I go back to Craig while you're thinking. I go back to, I'm sure I heard Michael Beale say when we were talking about Shankland and Nisbet when yeah. they were when they were flying high mm-hmm. and scoring goals. And what about a January mm-hmm. sort of an offer from Rangers? And he said at that point, the players I have here at the moment are, are better than anyone else in, in, the, in the league. Obviously, apart from the and, and Celtic who did, lads. Who did so, you mean? Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. he was referring sure. to the Cholak speculation sh- surrounding uh, Shankland Nisbet, yeah. and you would obviously put Van Veen in, in, in that. I mean, Van Veen, to be well. fair, as well, it's been the back end. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. In terms of the, the I think the he might run that he's have had. an opportunity to go uh, abroad for yeah, yeah, some yeah. life-changing money, which right. might be attractive to him. Be no. great for him, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. But but in, in terms of those forward areas, Paul, I mean, Rangers. I have no doubt we'll be exploring every possible opportunity because there's not a forward player currently at the football club that potentially um, couldn't be sold or is leaving out of contract, let's be honest. yeah. Kieran Dale, is he coming, do you think, from Norwich? Norwich, yeah, Norwich. he's just gone from Norwich, but yeah, we, we check to see. Do you know we much about him? Uh, no, 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 I haven't seen, haven't seen no. too, too much of um, Dale, no. He so. had some injury problems. He seems to be over them. A uh, talented player. But honestly, it's the yeah. last thing any Rangers sure. supporter wants to hear, <laughs> hear the word uh, injury. injury because oh, yeah. the, the amount of players that have been injury prone signing for yeah. uh, sure. Rangers over the last couple of years Attacking midfielders. been too high. Sure. Yeah. Far too high. Oh, be- it says for me, I, I look at right the two players um, in, in terms of Raskin and Campbell that have come in, and that's, I'll tell you what, um, fairly set a standard. In terms of the type of players that have come in and how they've hit the ground running, so, so for me, it's just important that the club go and support Michael to go and go and do his business. He's obviously got a clear idea in terms of what he wants and the positions he wants, and it's just getting those right opportunities, uh, Paul. It's getting the right opportunities, the, the the financially the right package, and and the type of character that can come into the squad and help it grow and become better. 
Here's what Michael Beale said after the game 3-0 against Celtic on Saturday. I've got all the belief and faith in it regardless, but I think what it does is it gives the, the fans a lot of oxygen over the summer and, a, and, and something for them to hold on to and believe moving forward. They've had a tough season. I thought they were outstanding today. We'll promise to build a stronger Rangers next year and come back and try and do them proud. But I thought today that was how I want Rangers to come across to the outside world in terms of the energy and passion in, in, in the stands and certainly on the pitch as well. And a bit more about the game itself. We spoke afterwards on Sky. I thought the crowd pushed for it. I thought the crowd were outstanding at the start of the game and uh, that gave the team extra energy in, on top of the motivation that we gave each other. I thought we started the game really well and we, we took a chance, a very similar chance to two we've missed in two big games against Celtic this year. So we got off to a good start. I thought the first 15 minutes both teams went hell for leather and that's what this fixture is known for. I thought the big moments today went for us and in the other games this season they've gone for Celtic. We've made mistakes and they've punished us. We've had chances and missed them so they had a chance and, and obviously hit the post and they made a mistake today and we punished them for the, the third goal but I thought it was a good game and I thought my players gave, uh, gave a, a real good performance today. Craig, I bet you slept well that night. Yeah, no. Look, obviously it was a it was a pleasing performance, uh, and and exactly what Michael wanted to see. It's obviously great for him to to finally get a win over Celtic because confidence, moving forward, mindset, all those kind of things. Uh, the reality is, though, Paul, that there's still going to be a lot of people that this is a team that has now has, has beaten Celtic when really there wasn't a great deal at stake, yeah. right? So next season, you know, that first match when when fresh points are up for grabs, new league titles up for grabs, and all that. Winning that type of football match is going to show um, the improvement in Rangers if they're able to go on and, and do that job. He spoke about his back four. Yeah, because the new back four just come in together. Obviously, Robbie in goal, that's the second clean sheet for him. Uh, the second time in this fixture, so that, that's fantastic for him. I thought Ridvan was very good. John Sue has obviously come back from injury hell and, and uh, scores a goal in this fixture, which he'll, he'll, he'll live long in the memory for him. And I, I thought the back four were, were good. I thought the midfield three were fantastic. Would you agree with him, Andy? Yeah, I've always been a fan of Suter and uh, oh, you despair sometimes at the amount of injuries that he's picked up for someone uh, so young and so much potential. So, yeah, you want to see him uh, fitting well. I think he would add uh, a bit of quality to Rangers. He, he was really determined to go on the end of that cross and, you know, show his strength and edging out uh, Kobayashi and... I, I, I would go so far as to say that uh, I was so impressed with uh, Rangers midfield. I thought Raskan and Cantwell uh, really were terrific. Lundstrom uh, in there, I thought they were. I thought they were excellent. But mm. as Craig says, you know, it's, it's different to look at what was at stake mm. and uh, Celtic making some changes. But I think when Rangers are already in the process of changing the starting eleven around, uh, of course they'll take some encouragement from it. But um, you know, they have to do a, a lot better I think next it, season to compete. Yeah, yeah, no. And I, I don't think you have anybody that would disagree with that. I I, I like Dilmaz in terms of the performance. Mm. Um, look, there, there's going to be times, certain games, not necessarily the old firm match uh, and, and proper footballer matches. He, he, he'd be absolutely fine, you know what I mean? Because he's a footballer, he's got a great engine, he can get forward, he can supply the, the, the ball and that will get better over time. Um for me, he he showed that there is there is some quality there, and um, that game time for him, uh, I've, I've been pleased that he, that he's got that game time. Like I said, against a team that wants to go yeah. front, uh, sorry, back to front very directly quickly. Mm. Okay, he's, he's he's not the biggest, and and he could get caught out in those kind of situations. But in a proper 
football match, which is what, the way that, that the old firm games have, have been going in terms of higher level intensity, bang, 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 bang. I think he showed a really good level. Billy's been on the socials at Go Football Show and he's saying, Craig, you were a great central defender at Rangers. Oh, Some you. great partnerships, not least with uh, Amo, yeah. Amaruso. What do you think of Ben Davies? Lots of quality. Mm-hmm. Do you think, though, maybe he's somebody they'll get some money for over the summer and they might trade him, get some cash in and strengthen the back four? Yeah, look, for me, Davies, uh, look, he's played a lot this season. Uh, he has had a... Um, an odd injury or two, which has, again, been yeah. pretty much a story for a, a lot of players. Um, he's done okay. He's done okay for me. He's not really been someone that um, I, I think, I'm not saying you need to be six foot four um, to have a presence, but I, I think in that area, I think it's really important to be dominant in, in terms of the way that you, you go about your business. Uh, and I just feel that it, maybe Davies, that's an area where he can improve upon. I think when you really have to roll the sleeves up and defend and long throws and corners and set pieces and all that coming into the box, I think he could be stronger. Um, if the opportunity for an, uh, an opportunity for the player to move on and good money come in, I, I wouldn't see Rangers standing in the way of that. Uh, yeah, I've been. I think he's been up and down. I agree with you. He's not been great. He's not been consistent. But I think when you know Goldson and Davis have been a decent partnership. Yeah. If you to start the next season now, would it be Goldson and Davis, Goldson and Suter? Who it could would... be Goldson and Suter for me all yeah. day long, yeah. yeah. Suter, I know he come in and he had the, the problem injury-wise, um, and, and, and he's nowhere near where he can be. He's still at a good age. But I just, lo- I just like him because he's, he's got size about him. He, he seems to have confidence um, and he has a presence. He can play a pass as well. He can play it. For me, Suta is, is, is a player that I th- I'm pretty confident that Rangers fans will get to if, see a lot more of and he'll Rangers get better. Are, if Rangers are going to be a better football team, mm. they need better footballers at the back to give um, you know the players in the midfield. But, but again, Andy, on that, but you know what it's like domestically? A lot of teams will just sit off you. So yeah. as a central defender, mate, you're not getting pressured. You, you, you're able to knock the ball 10, 15 yards and all that because teams are not at it. So all football players, especially central defenders, should be able to pass the ball. Mm. But it's not that that huge concern when teams are dropping off you. Suter, for me, I, I, I like. I just hope that for the boy he has a clear run and stays injury-free. The Rangers fans, I think they do like him. Everyone and every neutral would want it to work for him. Played so well in the cup final, his last game for Hearts. Yeah, scored, yeah. of course. Yeah, um, he's done it for Scotland as well. He's yeah. looked apart. And you just want him to stay fit. You want all players to stay fit. And I don't know it's a, I know it's a, a demanding uh, game that uh, we play now. So many, so many games, very little time for 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 rest and uh, recovery. And I thought you were going to say for a beer there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, too, that, that doesn't yeah, happen now either. You know what it's like at the start of the season, the, the biggest games of the season come early. Bang, yeah. I think it's the start of the season of a weekend and then in that midweek you've got your first Champions League qualifier. Yeah. That that that's the they're the games that define your season. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a break, guys. Is it going to? Uh, it's been it seems a long season, doesn't it? I know we had a break because of the yeah. World Cup, but Andy, you'd be looking. You off to Spain? A, At some point, no, no, uh, no. no. I've, I, I had a, a few days in Spain a couple of weeks ago, yep. which was great with my boys. But uh, I'll get a break somewhere in the summer yeah. for a, a wee while and check his passport because he's all over the world watching be. football. And my yeah. break, my break will be football breaks, Paul. I'll be, yeah. ta- I'll be taking mm-hmm. in tournaments or have you? I mean, this is a busy time for me yeah. in regards mm-hmm. to getting around all the football clubs, knowing what they're looking for, 
what profiles can I That's start right. to push? So busy time for me, but uh, an exciting time as well. Getting measured up for the Rangers uh, <laughs> suit. <laughs> is it still Slater's? Or, well, maybe it's not, I'm joking. Uh, sure. Where was yours, Andy? Where, where was it? Slater's, was it? Slater's, Celtic yeah. uniform. Yeah. Um, player Happy of day. the year for the men's, the International Player of the Year, John McGinn. Mm. So I see he's the Football Writers nomination. Saw him in the media today. What would you want to say about him, Craig? Well, about again, great. To, well, we spoke yeah. to him a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Which was great when he had uh, we had his brother Stephen in the yeah. in the studio here. But uh, he has been absolutely tremendous for uh, Scotland. And I was just so interested to hear him speak about the way that he's looking at things different uh, differently now under a you know a foreign manager Unai Emery coming in and just having a different uh, impact on him. It's really interesting to see how his game. Is developing and is he enjoying life under Unai Emery? Seems I think to be I know the answer. It, yeah. Seems to be loving it. What's the difference? Did he say exactly what it was uh, compared I to? I don't know. British is it detail? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the thing that Unai Emery's trying to get out of him, as he said, was uh, you know the goals that he's scoring for Scotland. He's not really getting as many uh, yeah. for for the Villa. So um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the big clubs came in for a John McGinn. I think he could play for. You know, one of the one of the top six. Arguably, Villa might be one of the top six, but yeah. uh, they haven't been in recent years. But he could go and and play for a Man United. No bother. You wouldn't be saying that in the Aston district of Birmingham, would you? Saying no, play one of the big not, clubs because yeah. they see themselves as a massive yeah, club, exactly. like a huge support, yeah. big ground. Um, what do you think, John McGinn? It's been a really Excellent. good season for him. Excellent. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've seen him play a number of times for Scotland, um, and he's he's huge for for Scotland. His his energy, his work rate. He, he has been able to get the goals for Scotland. Um, the the thing with with John McGinn is even if he doesn't have a good day you know that he's going to give you absolutely everything. So for me, that's all you can ask for from a player. And and, yep. and he's somebody that he does that week in, week out. More times than not, he's very good. And I'm sure there potentially could be a, a you know another another move for him. And, you know, the type of club you mentioned there, Andy, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me at all. But um, he's enjoying his football uh, under different management, let's say, to, to what maybe yeah. he's, he's previously had, which is also great for a football player to learn some some fresh ideas and new ways. Um but he always gives it everything. I think he's a fantastic player. He sure does. And of course, Scotland will be in action again next month. So we'll talk about that maybe later in the programme or in the coming days. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Andy Walker and Craig Moore himself. <laughs> <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Huge weekend in women's football as well. Craig... It could be won by Glasgow City, could retain it, could be won by your old team Rangers, or it could be Celtic. So crucial this weekend looking at the fixtures, Glasgow City against Rangers at Ibrook. So it's Rangers, Glasgow City, 10 past four, and at the same time at Celtic Park, Celtic against Hearts. So if Glasgow City win, then obviously they are the champions. Yeah. If Rangers, it depends what happens with Celtic, I'll tell you the top of the I'm table. Looking at the, I was just going to say, I'm looking yeah, at the top us, of the please. table yeah. there. Glasgow yeah. City FC on 80 points. Yep. Rangers on 78 points and Celtic on 78 points. So you're right, that Glasgow City match uh, against sure. Rangers is so an, an, an absolute yep. belt. Let me call it then. So it'll be Rangers, Glasgow City, a draw. Yep. And right. Celtic will win and win the title. There you go. Right. Thank you, Andy, yeah. our football <laughs> correspondent, women's football. Um, but it's, it's a really exciting end to the season. There's only one goal between the big two. 
Well, I've actually in women's football, the big two, the biggest team is Glasgow City over the years. But Craig, that is a, that's phenomenal, isn't it? 80 points, Glasgow City. Rangers on 78. Celtic, 78. Goal difference, 103 for Rangers, 102 for Celtic. Glasgow City, let's not minimise. I was going to just say that, Paul. Yeah. I mean, you, you, like, I think we just all expect with the, the amount of change in investment and, and how, how much the, the women's game is growing. Mm -hmm. That you you know Celtic and Rangers top top of the table, but Glasgow City yeah. again find themselves in a position where they're at the top and and can go and win the league. So look, it's an amazing performance from that that football club that have been so successful um, over the years. Um, like I says, the, the the leagues will continually grow and the teams will get stronger. There's a lot of money and infrastructure and all that being put into to the game. So yeah, now nah, interesting finish to the season, no doubt about that. Other games are on Leanne Crichton, who often comes on the programme. She's at home to Aberdeen. They play at K Park, mm -hmm. where uh, Barry used to play sometimes, didn't he, when he it's was managing? Bad, yeah. Was yeah. that East Coast? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dundee United against Hamilton, Spartans against Glasgow Women, Patrick Thistle against Hibs, and the other games we mentioned Rangers against Glasgow City, 10 past four, unusual times, must be for uh, the telly, and Celtic against Hearts. At the same time at Celtic Park. Imagine changing kickoff times, Andy Walker, for TV. Yeah, terrible. Uh, why, terrible. Why would you do such a thing? Yeah, John's been on asking, uh, what's the story with Graham Sunnis? So he's been in the papers. He's uh, well. The, is he going? The so potential a, director of football at yeah. Rangers. We can let us know, Craig. Am I taking, am I taking the tie off now? Then <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Check, check his shoes. Is it all brown brogues? What, what's going on? Is there a, any interest yeah. from Graham Sooners fronting a takeover? What's happening there? No, I didn't look, I've not heard anything to, to to that kind. But I mean, look, I know that Graham Sooners has got huge admiration for the for the football club, uh, and and at all times has, has certainly been a, a sounding platform um, to be able to help in any way. So. Uh, I imagine that would be more the case in terms of just that that communication and seeing if there was any help that he could offer the club moving forward. And I know he's doing a huge amount of work for Deborah, the charity. Yeah. They do the kill well, wonderful people. Mm -hmm. And he, he 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 does a lot for Deborah and it's really affected him in every way. Mm. So he's he's back he's back up to help well, them. I've always well. felt yeah. that I wouldn't be surprised to to one day mm -hmm. um see Graham Sooners back into management. Somewhere, yeah, some, somewhere really? out, the, yeah, somewhere out like the Middle he's, East or, or somewhere. Surely like had his, I think he's had his day in management. He's yeah. five years from younger. Than, yeah. From what you've, from what you've heard of him in the last year or two with his uh, chat on Sky, I don't, I don't think he would okay. go back into yeah. that game. Do you? Well, just, I wouldn't be. I, I would yeah. not be. I would not be surprised. Yeah. But I mean, look, he's he's been he's been brilliant. Um, I, look, I only worked with him briefly at Newcastle. Uh, yeah. And it was very briefly, mm. and unfortunately, I was injured for him, uh, which was a sad one for me because I would have loved to have played more for nice. as soon as uh, when I, when I was there. But yeah. um, you know, we we <laughs> give me a bit of stick when I was in the gym and all that, calling me a few names and saying, yeah, you, you know, yeah, Aussie, so and so. Did he? Like, yeah. I, I needed uh -huh. you. I needed you here, uh -huh. fit and all that. But yeah. no, no, like I said, did that spur you on? I was always spurred on to, yeah. to, to play football. Yeah. Anyway, nobody likes being injured and sitting on the sidelines in the gym watching the team train out the the, the window. Yeah. Horrible. So tell us about, we saw it and heard on social media, saw it about mm. Dick Avica taking you off early in a game, but it ended up to be a good thing for you, but he, t he took you off really early. Yeah, hurt my feelings. Yeah. No, 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 it was, no, I, was, I think it was what a was game. What was the game? Kilmarnock at home. Mm -hmm. It's one of those ones. Um, what, what, what did you, you made an early mistake? Yes, and, made a mistake, maybe yeah. 20, I don't know exactly what minute, yeah. I know what minute I come off. <laughs> 23 minutes, Andy. It's oh. one, they're breaking down the, 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 the wide area, ball mm -hmm. comes in. I'm actually, I'm actually expecting the ball to, to bounce higher than what it did to head it clear. It bounced in that 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 mid midway kind of stage, so it wasn't high enough to head. It was kind of in between. It was it was waist high. 
ball goes to back post, another phase of play, goal. Um, it wasn't wasn't great. It's a so mistake. One down. It's a mistake. Yep. Yeah, it was one nil down, and then he, he took us off after uh, not long after that, twenty three minutes. Um, wow. But we had we look we had a great discussion. It was a couple of days after we had a great discussion where I think he tested me once again to see whether he had the right character. Um, and I, you know, I kind of assured him that I, I was his man, and that you know, I'll take it on board and, and learn, and we'll, we'll be able to deliver for him. Shook hands, and and I, I'll be honest with you, I probably went to to go a period of time before I picked up any injuries, played the best football I think in my career. Yeah. Um, sometimes you know, it's just it's, it's one moment. Yeah, you know, you kind of you earn what that trust. What age were you then, Craig? I was only twenty three. I was only twenty three. I was only young. Um, but I just enjoyed. Uh, like I really, I kind of understood exactly the way he he wanted us to play. Um, it, it was quite simple, if I'm honest. You, you know, it's like five players look to to kind of um, construct and build and five players to be able to go and express yeah. yourself and mm -hmm. go and score goals. And it's very, very simple when you think about it in that way. And who was around you for those that for, don't remember you? I mentioned Amo Russo. At that time, I mean, Amo, yeah. Amo was beside us. Left foot, Arthur Newman was huge in the dressing room at the time. Huge wow. in terms of bringing the the, the Scottish ones mm -hmm. um, together with the foreigners because we did give them a hard time. So you need that, that buffer. Mm -hmm. Arthur was brilliant. Barry Ferguson in front of us, a fantastic captain. Uh, Mikey Moles when he was on fire, Neil McCann, Claudio Reyna, uh, Ronald, yeah. Ronald De Boer. Mm -hmm. uh, no, no, some serious, some serious players at the time that, that played at a top, top level. And with that, there come a, a real confidence. And, and uh, Ronald De Boer, to be fair, he, he, he would also um, educate you um, just on, the, on really, really what you thought was simple things. But... Honestly, it, it was great. I, I was one for radio telly in those days, and the quality that you had at Rangers as well as Celtic, it was well, it was exceptional. Mm. Is it another mean, level from now? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, at yeah. that level with the Larson and Hearts. Ah, and teams, Sutton teams and were better. I think teams were better. I think. Well, I think that team was better than what you're seeing now, and this yeah. this team this team at Celtic's a really good one. No, it is. And again, just a simple thing with Ronald De Boer. You know, you know, it's like, Andy, you're doing shuttles. Mm. So I might be running 10 yards, touching my right foot, come back, touching my right foot, and Ronald's like, eh, hey, oh, so, yeah, right foot, left foot, right foot. <laughs> like, so it's just the way that they're brought up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, you know, it's left foot, right foot, take off, pass and comfortable. They move, move so well. And what was the benefit of uh, that to you? Again, just the ability to be able to sometimes turn different ways yeah. you know yeah. uh, and and it's it's something that you need to learn mm -hmm. at a very very young age so when you look at all these you know kids sports when they're involved mm -hmm. and all that you sit you, you go on sprint and all that they'll always take off you know with, with one foot and he's like so, changing those kind of things that's where the dutch are very good in terms of that early education mm -hmm. and all-round ability to be able to move some some of the best coaching i got was on the pitch with uh, Mark McGee. I was in my debut season yeah. at Celtic. I've Striker. said this before. Yep. I've said it to Mark. Um, he had had a brilliant career. He'd been so successful. He was in an Aberdeen team that yeah. beat Real Madrid in 83 yeah, yeah, that yeah. won the European Trophy. And, Went uh, to the Bundesliga then. So Hamburg? Uh, yeah. Hamburg. He came yeah. back to Celtic. Anyway, I, I was playing up front with him in my debut season for Celtic and he would, he would coach me through some some things that happened Andy if this happens again do this think about this mm -hmm. and this was during a game and you know what it's like Craig sometimes you don't really have the energy to, to speak you're trying to get a breath it's yeah. played at such a fast pace you just want to get your breathing back and go again 
sometimes that's what fitness is all about. You've you've made a big run, a long run. How quickly can you do that again? Sometimes that's got a lot to do with fitness. But Mark would have taken a bit of time to say to me mm. about certain in- instances when to play one touch, when to play two touch. And I always remember that one because if I take two touches as a defender, you're kind of you're going to come closer to me closer, yeah. because I've taken my first touch. You know, mm. I've got it. So you need to come close to me. And then he would always ask me to think about when to play one, when to play two touch. It was really, it was really mm. clever, and it was really good of him. I I learned a lot, and that was being coached on a on a match day. It was great. I, mm. I found it to be learning on the run, learning. Uh, you know, almost on a weekly basis, mm. playing beside a guy. Yeah. who's an international player, yeah. won yep. European trophy and has yeah. been a big success yeah. at Aberdeen. They won the Super Cup. Yeah. See, when you think about it, I mean, it's I heard them saying it in Talk Sport earlier, it, and they were talking about it, they said, Alec Ferguson at Aberdeen, and you know, they'll go, oh, Aberdeen, what's that? They won the Cup, won the well, European was, trophy and the, the Super Cup. And this was at the same time that Dundee United were winning the league, yes. and I know there's I know. been one or two programmes on that yep. as well. It was, a, it was a really special time to be involved in the game where the level of competition... Mm. Celtic, Rangers, mm. Aberdeen, Dundee United yeah, sure. were, were so good. And it was definitely different back then. So a similar th- story. John McGregor, yeah. uh, who was my coach uh, mm-hmm. at, at Rangers in the reserves. I used to play beside John McGregor. Mm. Uh, and He's a big defender, wasn't he? Yeah, but again, like that wouldn't happen nowadays. But see the, see the actual education uh, and the development you got uh, for me was was unbelievable. I remember the same thing. Balls got knocked in and I've kind of jogged back. And he goes, he goes, Oz, get there as soon as you can. The quicker you get there, the more time you've got. And just simple things like that. But you're not getting that from a... Uh, if I'm playing under 18s, an 18-year-old, you're getting that from experienced yeah. people. In a different way, I played with McAvenny. Now, we didn't speak a lot during a game, but he would just say to me, wherever I go, you do the opposite. Yeah, yeah. So if he went long, yeah. I went short. If he went right, I went left. It was just so simple, yeah. and I would take my lead off of him, him, and it, it worked so well. He was brilliant. How good was he to work so good alongside? Best I played with, the best yeah. striker I played with, and um, I, I just thought his work rate was yeah. absolutely sensational. A real team player, and he was great in the air. He could score with his right foot, his left foot. He, obviously, he could score with his head. He was mm. so brave. He would take on anyone, mm. and uh, he'd a he'd a really big heart, McAvenny and. He never likes me saying that he, he was a great trainer as well because he likes this myth about, oh, oh does I he? Used yeah. to, I used to come <laughs> in on Monday and I'd be oh, late yeah. and Big Billy would give us a row. I think that happened, honestly, yeah. so few Is occasions right? yeah. because he was, I, I never missed a, a day's training mm. at Celtic and, and the time Frank was there, yeah. he was there the whole time really? apart from that one oh, yeah. well, He was down in the, the nightclub. Uh, but he was, a, he was a yeah. brilliant wow. trainer. Who was the best trainer at Ibrox? Apart from yourself, Craig Moore. The best trainer. People love hearing these uh, stories. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, well, you're thinking, remember for, Mark for McGee? Fergie. Remember the song they used to sing? Because <laughs> he wasn't the biggest, and he wasn't the fattest <laughs> round. He's worth a million pounds. He used to say, right. which is a lot of money in those days. Uh, uh, Barry but, Ferguson yeah. was a great trainer because, again, mm. he was a winner. He wanted to get the maximum out of every single session. Richard Goff, yeah. R- Richard Oof. Goff, John Brown back in the day when I was coming mm. through Bomber. These guys were machines, yeah. uh, mm. and and if they look left or left or right, and they see that you're not putting in all that, they were the ones that I tell you what you didn't want to be on the back end of a spray from mm. yeah. a golfie or a, yeah. or a bomber. Yeah. Uh, Fergie as well, he was yeah. a top trainer as well. 
top, top players. Mentioning McAvenny, his other old club, well, was obviously St Mirren. Because he was late to the game. West Ham. So East tonight, East. I think, uh, and Arthur Newman's at the game tonight. There you are. AZ. As, uh, yeah. AZ, AZ. We say, AZ. Don't we? AZ. 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 Oh, be, I'm Australian. Or Scotland, they love AZ. <laughs> Where in the, you tell me about AZ. A-Z, unless you live there. And it's Seville, not Sevilla. Yeah. So much as I love my Spain. Um, there's another player, Arthur Newman, you, you mentioned him. Yeah. Um, Mark Guidi as well I think he's you there. might find at the game tonight all the big names well, are there you get a chance yeah. of a Scotsman getting to a European yeah. final which uh, hasn't happened for a long time Fergie I think was the last one mm-hmm. it would be brilliant what do you think for West Ham they've had a tough well they've year. got the goal yeah. advantage I think yeah. they've got the players I think it'll be tight but I think they can I think they can get the job done even if they don't win I think they can get the draw that would take them through the final and it could be against two. Basel rather than Basel. Basel? Yeah. Basel. We used to say, it's either saying Basel or what do you think? I think AZ. Huh? I think they'll get the win to go through do to the you? final. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you Sorry. know, you know a few of their players, do you? I know the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. um, Matty Ryan. Uh, no, nah, but AZ. Look, I mean, yeah. again, they're <laughs> they've regularly produced teams that uh, are entertaining, are young, got good energy. Um, it's a big, big game for, for those kind of players, but uh, I just think that they will um, be the ones that potentially have too much and, and go through. And Newcastle against Brighton, of course. Right, yeah. Both of them going for Europe. I mean, it's been what a season, the Zebri at Brighton, because when they lost, you know, the manager, Graham Potter, you thought, yeah. well, what's going to happen? But my goodness. The, and Newcastle. Newcastle. Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe used, done to, a great used job. to be out there at the M74 wait, they, watching for him. Are they going to make it for Champions League football, Newcastle? Your old club? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, by the way, it, that yeah, would be probably, refreshing uh, for uh, English football yeah. to see the something Jordies travelling. That'd be great. Uh, because they're great supporters as Brilliant. well. Andy. And like, they're, they're, I mean, you know as well, you were down there, but um, a huge club. Uh, and I think, you know, still speak to a few people down there. And to have a team that they're really proud of now, um, I, I think is important. Um, so I've kind of followed their journey. They've had a fantastic season. Eddie Howe's done a great job so, and I really hope they can get over the line and secure the Champions yeah. League position. And who's going to win Istanbul? I see it's June the 10th, the Champions League final. So is it going to be Internazionale or is it going to be... Can't Manchester see anyone City? other than Man City doing it. I thought if anyone could have beaten them it might have been Real Madrid but they just totally dismantled them and looked a, a, a real class above. So I know that Inter will be tough opponents but just the way that City play they'll get the job done. I think Haaland will come to the fore and get the goal. Yeah. Because Inter were decent against AC Milan, yeah. but this is a different this is a different ball game up against Man City, uh, and I just think that Man City have got they've got too much quality, and if they play the way that they they showed last last night, then I can't see how they can be touched. Well, and when Jekyll way. was playing for Man City, it was so long ago. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I know he's an ex City player, but yeah. they've they've there's been an upgrade on Jekyll. Yeah. They've they've yeah, gone yeah. to they went yeah. to Aguero, and now they've got yeah. to Haaland. Jekyll uh, yeah. is still an effective player Mkhitaryan Mkhitaryan Martinez um, is it Martinez yeah, uh, the, the yeah. Argentinian they've got really good players yeah, but yeah. City have got uh, fabulous players all over the pitch you've got to watch Inter though they were better away from home weren't they <laughs> the first leg <laughs> they were officially yeah. away from home weren't yeah, they? They were you good. tried to trick That's me right. on that one last week <laughs> I remember it wasn't me it wasn't me it's like people do talk about that when I said yeah. who's going to win Inverness or Partey and you're like I think I Thistle think will win the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99 let's go looking forward to the weekend looking forward to the games 
tomorrow night, Partick Thistle against Air United. Uh, and then on Saturday, well, the champion Celtic will be back at home. Yep, that's Callum McGregor talking about getting back to Celtic Park as champions. Yeah, hugely important. Um, financial aspect, football aspect, you know, it's the it's the top tier of European football um, and everybody wants a seat at the table. So to be able to get in um, straight into the group stage is huge for the club. It helps in, in all the different planning aspects of the club, financially, budgets, everything like that. So it's a massive help to the club um, that we, that we kind of know our fate already. So that's excellent. Um, and as players, staff, everybody connected to the club, I think it gives everybody a huge lift um, and, a, and a brilliant platform to, to go and test what this club's about, the football, the style, um, the personality, the, the, the supporters, everything I think um, is hugely important for the club. So, you know, brilliant that we've managed to deliver that um, back to back and, and hopefully when we get in there, we, we can show and, and compete um, at the very highest level. And obviously that was him looking forward to the European nights. Quick question before we move on to all the games, Andy. Um, what was the most important goal for you from a, from Celtic's point of view to win the title was there was there a defining moment when you thought that's it um, the thing I get most enjoyment out of was scoring the winner at Ibrox um, that was always going to be a tough game uh, Paul McStay got the first one brilliant uh, volley with his left foot Jan Bartram do you remember him yeah, Craig he yes, scored yeah, an equaliser yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Tommy Burns swung over a corner and at the Celtic end. It was Anton that went up and won it. I mean, he was towering above everyone else. And my move tended to be just to try and make the goals bigger. I would be just outside the, the back post. And sure enough, Anton's got the head there. A strange shape and it comes off at a ridiculous angle. And it hits me on the shoulder bone. And it goes in. It, goes in. it was actually Barry's brother Derek who was on the post yeah. but it just happened in a nanosecond mm. and that was us 2-1 up and we, we won that game um, and I think we all thought right we've got a, mm. we've two points for a win yeah, yeah, yeah. we all thought sure. we've got a, a right good chance then we went to Aberdeen and I scored the winner up there we beat them 1-0 and uh, it was just a matter of time after that so they were they were uh, special moments mm. but big uh, the goals against Dundee when we actually secured the title, yep. we beat them three 0 Chris Morris scored, and I scored the other two. And you know you had a, I know you don't like supporters coming on the pitch, but you, there was such yeah. a happy sort of general warmth about the the whole thing, and there was no trouble. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then of course they went off the pitch, and we come out again just to take yeah. uh, a bit of applause. So. They're, they're the type of memories, goals, games that you never forget. And this season, you were mentioning in the break about Kyogo's goal against Rangers, which I, you think was it maybe a defining moment? Well, I thought it was a huge moment because had he not scored, then Rangers win that 2-1. And I think at the time, Celtic were nine ahead. So that would have brought it to six. Rangers mm. would have got a lift. There might have been a few questions mm. about Celtic. Can you hold on? Can they... Yeah, you know, all, sure. the, all, the, all the usual questions yeah. that would be posed after that yeah. type of result, a wee bit of doubt. But um, I think that goal uh, yeah. wasn't a winner, but it was huge. Yeah. Uh, it, it kept Celtic at, at that level away uh, from Rangers and didn't give Rangers a sniff or a hope of, of any sort of comeback. That, that was the thing about that goal, Andy, that, that particular match, because probably um, Rangers were better on the day. 
they were better on the day maybe, but then they end up losing that the, yeah, the, the late yeah. goal. And, 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 and Celtic, so therefore any kind of opportunity um, that, that Rangers were looking for to try and you know that pl- plant that seed of doubt uh, to maybe then try and uh, you know reduce the deficit and have a go. It, it didn't really happen. Celtic always managed to fend, fend Rangers off this this season. Yeah. Paul, uh, on, on a game, sometimes it's yeah. not a goal. Sometimes it's not a goal. Yeah. I remember a cup final against Celtic. It's the one where Peter Lovencrown scored the, the the header laid on from a Neil McCann wonderful yeah. pass. There was a moment in that match, um, and I, I, we were drawing at the time. Neil McCann and Didier Gat mm-hmm. going toe to toe, toe to toe, like not argy bargy, but yeah. Didier Gat used to get the ball and just run, 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 and he was, he was, you know, he was very good. He had great legs and all that. And Neil McCann, for the, what felt for me about 10, 15, 20 seconds, a running duel that we ended up winning on the back of that. Um, Neil McCann ended up getting the better of Didier Gat at that moment in time. I looked at that moment during that match and got an unbelievable feeling of. Um, Strength mm-hmm. and, and feeling that we're going to go on and, and, and run over the top of Celtic in that particular match now because it, sometimes it's a moment, sometimes yeah, it's not sure. the goal. And Neil mm-hmm. McCann gave, I think, the, the team that moment at that particular time as well. We man will love that because he loves mm-hmm. when, when you talk about the, the old days as well. Do you know that was 21 years ago? Wow. 21, 21 years, ago. years ago. Last week, yeah. May uh, tw- 2002. Special moments. Great days, yep. great days. But like I says, I'm sure anybody involved in f- football has has a great story to tell, Paul. That's a great thing about the game. So this weekend, what's going to happen? What do we reckon looking to... I mean, you have to look at the relegation battle, don't yes. we? Where do you want to start? Will hmm. we go? Come on, like, what do you feel? I always think when Kamarnock are at home, yeah, they can sure. do something. Yeah. I saw them at Motherwell and I thought they were... I thought they were dead. They offered nothing. Motherwell, Motherwell were so comfortable. Mm. Van Veen's touches were the highlight of the game, and mm. I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking mm. about yeah, yeah. five or six. Yeah. Some of his uh, imagination that day was just uh, it was great to see. But Kamarnock at home, you've got to hand yeah. it to them. They they tend to get the the job done. And against St Johnston, uh, I think they might get all three points again. Yeah, eighty five percent win rate at, at home. home. This is amazing. Yeah. So you think? Yeah, I think I one nil, one nil Kelly. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it will be tight. Um, I could potentially see a draw, uh, but I think St okay. Johnston are. I think St Johnston are okay in terms of, um, you know, where they are. Like, I don't know. I'm going to go for a draw okay. in that one. Go one one draw. What are you thinking then about Dundee United, Craig? There are against Livingston. Huge, huge chance for Dundee United to to really, um, you know, keep their their foot in the door for yeah. for staying in the the top flight. Livingston. It's almost as if like season has is, is kind of been done yeah. for them in terms of recent results. So I think that this is a, a very good opportunity for Dundee United to um, to get three points and I'm going to go with a Dundee, Dundee United win. Wow, because they start the weekend on 31 points at Ross County on 33, Kilmarnock 34, St Johnston on 36. What do you think at Almond Vale? What's going to happen? Yeah, I think there's been a drop-off at Livingston. I don't quite know what's going on there. Maybe one or two players, I think, who are lined up for moves elsewhere. Mm. Devlin Uh, maybe on the way to Aberdeen. I've seen it reported. Yeah, Yeah. it seems to be the case. That's what the supporters say. And um, I I think Livingston actually got the job done of being Mm. so safe so early and tried to get involved in the top six, but it wasn't really there. And uh, I'm like Craig. I think this is a good game for Dundee United because they've... They've, uh, because they've lost, but the other clubs have been winning. Ross County mm-hmm. and Kilmarnock have, have got a couple of, of victories to to actually put Dundee United bottom. This is one that they really need to win, and I think they'll do it. You think? Yeah, yeah. I think the United will win one. Jim's going to get a win. 
out yeah. of United. Maybe the toughest game of um, the teams at the bottom would it be Ross County coming to Motherwell because Motherwell are so in form. Craig, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, no, again, I mean, look, Ross County got a fantastic result yeah. against Dundee United, no doubt about that, to give them a, a, some hope. But for me, I keep going in terms of the consistency throughout the whole season is kind of not been there. Therefore, that's a position Ross County have found themselves in. Uh, I, th- I think that they're going to come up short against Motherwell. I, I do feel that Motherwell are going to go on and, and, and get a, a victory in this match. Uh, and Ross County, unfortunately, will not be taking uh, the three points in this match for me. Motherwell would go on to 46 points. So they're, uh, I mean, we know it's after the split. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Andy, what's going to happen in your old club? I've oh, just yeah. been so impressed with what yeah. Stuart Kettwell has done there. And uh, I think in Van Veen, he's got a player who's gone the whole season and been so impressive. The amount of goals for a for a player in the in the bottom six, just so impressive. And the thing is, for Motherwell, I'm sure they'll have to replace him. I'm sure he'll go somewhere. Yeah. And uh, they always seem to come up with a good striker, Motherwell. They've had, yeah. down through the years, they'd Higdon, who was a top scorer, right, won the yeah. Players' yeah. Year of the Award. Yeah. They'd, they'd Blackman, they'd Yudkovic. Yeah. Uh, they've always had a, a goal well, scorer. Yeah. And he's the latest uh, but I think you'll he, probably attract a bit of interest and in all honesty Mother will, will uh, happily take a bit of money for him and given that we're Glasgow's own I'll ask you briefly what about Hearts against Hertz as you say Hertz. against Aberdeen who's going to win that one? I think Aberdeen will do it I think uh, I think they've got the bit between their teeth and I always go back to that game I saw and it was only two, two and a half months ago Hearts, Aberdeen at Tynecastle and they battered them 5-0 yeah, sure. and it was in the had to do post-match interviews and speaking yeah, yeah. to uh, Jim Goodwin yeah. after that. Shell-shocked. And very soon when they lost six at Easter Road, he, he, he was gone. But the turnaround since then, yeah. uh, we mentioned it earlier with Barry Robson, mm-hmm. absolutely tremendous. Mm-hmm. So I think Aberdeen might just Aberdeen. do it there. And they would just about seal third spot. What do you think, Craig? I stick with Andy. I, I think okay. I think Aberdeen, it is a tough match. I think Hearts will, will, will show a, a desire to compete, but I just think that Aberdeen will have too much in this match and finish... And there's few, still a few more games, mm-hmm. but finish third in the table. The other game on Saturday is 60,000 at Celtic Park. It'll mm-hmm. be a bit of a festival as they welcome home the champions against St Mirren. Here's their captain. Yeah, you know, like you said, it's... He it's been... loves being back at Celtic Park. And he's speaking about uh, St Mirren themselves this weekend. Yeah, I expect, you know, pretty similar to the, the approach they've had um, any game that they've played against is really they've, they've been quite aggressive, you know, probably 5-3-2 two physical strikers in the game and, and, and try and play a little bit on counter-attack. So we, we pretty much expect that. But then again, it's it's always about what we bring to the game. It's it's how we start the game, how much quality we've got in the ball, how much running power we want to show. So it's, it's, it's everything in the game plan and, and the game model that we speak about. So, you know, we expect a tough game. You know, they've, they've given us some tough games already. They've run us close a few times, albeit the score lines in the end of... I've kind of ran away a little bit, but, you know, probably not told the whole story of the game. So, you know, we understand it'll be a tough game. You know, there's probably no pressure on them as well. So they come, it's a, it's a bit of a free hit. Um, but for us, like I said, it's, it's it's always about what we do in the game. They were so close, Saints, to being two points better off. What's your scoreline, do you think, Celtics? Look, I think this is going to be a, a tough match, but, you know, sell-out crowd... Um, Celtic, an opportunity to go and enjoy themselves. Celtic will win by a couple of goals here, Paul. Andy? They'll be glad just to be in front of their own support. Mm-hmm. There'll be a huge, maybe even a sellout, 60,000. Be glad to see their team and uh, they obviously want to improve upon last week's uh, performance. But uh, at the same time, they'll be building up to the cup final. 
they'll want to just get themselves in a in a good position. I know they've got a couple of games between now and the cup final. Obviously, yeah. their last one at home uh, against Aberdeen when they get the trophy. So, um, yeah, I can only see Celtic winning comfortably maybe by two or three goals. And Easter Road, mm-hmm. Andy will be there. What do you think is going to happen? Your old club up against Hibs, are they going to continue this uh, form of last weekend? Yeah, I, 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 look, if Rangers can knock out uh, another performance that is energy um, and shows a good intensity, I think that Rangers will be too strong in this match. I, I'm going to go for 3-1 Rangers. Yeah, it's a game that actually produces mm-hmm. a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. There's been a... Well, earlier this season, uh, Josh Campbell with that last kick of the ball got a 1-1. Yeah. And then there was, did Rangers not win by four at yeah. uh, Easter Road yeah. as well? But this is the this is their third trip mm-hmm. to Easter Road, one of those little course, anomalies, anomalies that you yeah. get with the, with the split. So it's Rangers' third, third visit to Easter Road. But I'm not you, Craig. I think they'll, I think they'll win. I think they've been given the lift that they, they needed after last week's victory. Great. Thanks for that. That's the two hours have flown in. Thanks to everyone who's been on all the comments. Andy, we might see you Saturday, maybe. Maybe Zai, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it might be there for the, for, uh, the, the Ackies the against Ackies. Airdrie. Yes. Craig, Looking thanks so much. Uh, Mr Paul. Moore has joined Thank us you. again this evening on the programme. Director of football. Yeah, indeed. Ah. Well, so I'll tell you, Anyway, that's another that's another podcast. Maybe tomorrow night with Barry and Mark Guidi. News is next, and then it's Joe Kilday. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.